Hello there, my friends. Welcome to Story You Talk Radio. I am delighted that you have reserved this time to spend with me. Here we talk all about the stories of your life, the stories you are writing, the stories you're reading, the stories that influence you. I'm a writing coach, and I help people write their books, their blogs, their brands, sometimes even TED Talks and podcasts. It's all very, very fun for me. And I do my very, very best to help it be really fun for you. Writing short stories, fictional stories, even articles for blogs has been, in a way, sort of a a love of life for me. It's been a, a really great way to be creative and expressive. It's almost like musicians. They put their music out there. Those of us that relate to words, we put our words out there. We we bring them together in stories and articles, and we, we put them out there. We take a big chance. We hope the crowd will like it. And we run back home and make up something new if they don't. But the good news is that we know, those of us that are storytellers and those of us who are starting to claim that we're storytellers, we know that we've got like some little channel on this. And I really try to help people open up that channel because, as you know, There's all sorts of other parts of the mind that are active too, the more conditioned mind. So today, what we're going to talk about are the ahas that come from first-time authors when they finally put the pen down and they go on holiday. Yeah, they get away from that conditioned mind that's telling them how they're supposed to be writing their book or their blog or their brand or their screenplay or anything else, they get away from that mind and they just go on holiday. And then you know what happens? They call me up and they say, Coach Debbie, I had an experience and we must talk. And so we do. We find out what was their experience. Here's the thing they find out that their presence of mind returned to them while they were on holiday. It's very different than the mind that is conditioned to pay the bills, go to work, raise the kids, clean the kitchen, sort the garage, water the lawn, train the dog, all that stuff. It's not that mind. It's the mind that relaxes. It's the mind that's close to nature. It's the mind that we came into this world with. You know, back there when we were tiny little babies, we not, we not necessarily remember being a tiny little baby ourselves. But if you've been around a tiny little baby, I promise you, you were just like them. You were full of coos and oos and giggles because you really didn't have to have a conditioned mind. You weren't responsible for training the dog, right? You didn't have to pay any bills, right? You didn't have to earn your keep at two months old. That was not put on you. All you had to do was be cute and observe the world and just notice and and discover. You started to discover at some point that you had a hand and you would stick that hand in your mouth and bite it and go, oh, that's not so good. I'm not going to do that again. Little ones are in constant state of presence. They're constantly wandering and discovering. I can remember my little brother being Oh, you know, maybe one, maybe that was right around the time that he started walking and he was always walking away from us. My mother and I, we got in really good shape. Me being about six, her being about 24, 25, we were just constantly running after my little brother, 
Why? Because he was just this young, untamed wanderer that wanted to be present in the world, create in the world, see the world, observe the world. Guess what, my friends? That part of you is still in you. It's still in me. It's still in the people that you love and adore. It's even in the people you fight with and you can't see that it's in them. But it's in everyone, that part of the mind that just loves to wander, discover, create, be present. When I feel I'm most connected with it, it's when I'm on holiday. When I find my clients are most connected with it, it's because they were just on holiday. It's almost like that's when we give ourselves permission to go there, to go back, to drop all the conditioning we've learned because we've studied, we know how to fix things, we know how to problem solve, we can pay our own bills, we can take care of our own house, we can train that darn dog and everything else. But when we go on holiday, we relax. We start grinding. Well, we actually stop grinding out anything. We stop pouring out 5,000 words a day. We give that up for a while and we go on a nice break. We put our pen down. And what happens is we start to experience just this sense of presence. Now, what happens if you never give yourself a break? where you never go on holiday, where you never stop and wander around and discover and play in nature and just let yourself be, what happens? Well, you you crash. You find yourself exhausted. And from there, a host of horrors can begin. And I, I call them the wakeful nightmares. They're usually these terrible stories we start to tell ourselves about where our life is going. They're these awful thoughts, sort of the dark side of our conditioned mind. So on today's show, on today's show, I am going to be talking to you a lot about all the beauty and wonder and splendor of holiday and how you can experience it more. Because if you're like me, you may only have, you know, two days to two weeks to actually have a so-called paid holiday every year. But uh, there's ways. There's ways to pay yourself creatively with more breaks, more stops, more holiday time, more wandering, more discovering, more presence, and less of that stressful, conditioned mind that we think is always going to keep us safe, responsible, in line, at work, doing what we're supposed to do, and looking good for the rest of the world. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm cracking myself up over here. But, you know, it's it's just how it is. I have it too. Don't think I get off the hook. No, 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 no. I have these two minds. They're both highly developed. One, really conditioned. The other, very, very present. What I prefer is to spend more time in the presence of mind than in my conditioned mind. But it doesn't always go that way. Sometimes I spend a horrible amount of time in that conditioned mind. And ooh, those wakeful nightmares begin. So we are going to talk about that today. I would love to take your questions. You can call me here at the radio station. We are live and we will take your calls at one 888 298-5569-1888-298-5569. You can also write to me, uh, let's see, on Facebook. 
you can go to Coach Debbie, that's D-E-B-B-Y, Coach Debbie on Facebook. Just go to, you know, the little messenger area, send me a note. You can go to my personal Facebook page, which is Debbie Handrich, and that's just like it sounds. It's H-A-N-D-R-I-C-H, Debbie Handrich. Debbie is D-E-B-B-Y. And send me a little message there, and I'd be happy to coach you through anything going on with your mind. So let's talk about this just a little bit more. This idea that we get all kinds of ahas when we go on holiday. I want to I wanna start with a graduate of mine. She just graduated this month. She came into one of my programs in February. And I mean, this girl's chin was on the ground. It was someone that I've, I've known for a little while, but I can't say I know her well. I, I knew her partner much better. And her partner passed away a couple years ago. She came to me and said, I'm worried. I, I feel like some days are like the very, very early days of grieving for this loss. I, I'm really getting worried about myself. And one of the ways I've been trying to soothe myself has been putting a book together. And I would like you to take a look at it and just give me some tips, some ideas, because actually it's one of the few things I've done in the last many, many months going on two years that I actually, to some level, enjoyed. But I'm really, really stuck. So we did. We looked at this book. It was beautiful. It is a mix of her photography and her story. But in these early conversations and me offering her life coaching, it was really clear that she was experiencing what we are talking about today on today's show. She was in dire need of some sort of holiday, some way to allow her more presence, more creativity, more sense of discovery. Now, what she was telling me was that when she worked on her book, especially because it highlighted a lot of her photography, she was starting to feel moments of that. But all it took was for her to step away from the project and go to make dinner, go to pay the bills, go to take care of the house in some way, go to work, and all this pressure massive pressure started flooding in again. The feeling of grief, the feeling of being alone, the feeling that she didn't know how to do life without her departed partner. One of the reasons she called me and asked me if I would look at her book is because she knew that several years before, I too, um, I, I lost my husband, and technically, we were not married at, at that point in time. We had come to an agreement of how we would part, and there's all kinds of terminology out there when you make a very civil parting with your partner, but shortly after, he did become quite sick, and it became very obvious that he was going to need help leaving this world, and I was on board to do that. And she knew this story a little bit, and she knew I, I helped people write books. So to her, we were a match, and I would say yes. I was thrilled that she knew to call me. But what she needed was a holiday. She needed a break from all of this grief. So we created what I would call... um a vision quest. 
She got some time off of work. If you've ever been through a huge loss, you know that going to work is as close to impossible as you can get. You can't even remember what you're trained to do. You, you can hardly remember how to put a meal together for yourself, let alone your job. She was going through all that, so she took a break. She wrote out from that place in her mind, that place that could envision already being on holiday, what she wanted in her, visit, in her vision quest. And for about 60 days, she left home and did this. It involved a good bit of driving. It involved her camera. It involved going to places she had never been to before. It involved a lot of time in nature. It involved reconnecting with old friends and making new friends. She came back a changed woman. And I will tell you this, so much of it was because that part of her mind that is conditioned to go to work and do all the things we got to do, got a break. And that other part of her mind really got to live and express itself. Now, the first thing a lot of my clients will say is, well, I can't be like her. I can't leave town for 60 days. Well, guess what? She didn't think she could leave town for more than about six days. That's how it was looking in the beginning. Sometimes you can create more than you think. And even if you can't create 60, you can create ways after work, on the weekends. There are sometimes ways to really, really get to a freed mind. And when we do, what happens? The healing starts to happen without us giving it all our attention to do so it starts to work its magic. It's kind of like if you have cut yourself, I cut myself really badly about three months ago, and you can still barely see on my arm where it happened. I wore a bandage for about five or six days. But after that, it's, it's kind of up my, to my skin to do the work. And that's what this client started to experience, how her system took over when she didn't have to control her healing, her, her responding to every little, little detail in the world. So I'm leaving you hanging a little bit here, but I want you to come back and be with me after our first break because I'm going to tell you more about how this can work in your own life. Stay tuned. Hi, this is Marilyn Milano. If you love animals, then please check out my new show, Love Has Many Faces, Tuesdays from 9 to 9.30 a.m. right here on Alternative Talk 1150. I'll be talking with rescue groups, animal advocates, and other organizations that help animals, sharing their stories, and giving our listeners some tangible ways in which they can help make a difference. That's Love Has Many Faces, Tuesdays at 9 a.m., right here on Alternative Talk 1150. Raising awareness, touching hearts, and saving animals' lives. Easy on the ears, good for the soul. Alternative Talk 1150. Welcome back, my friends. This is Story You Talk Radio, and I am your hostess, Coach Debbie. I love coming here on Thursdays to share with you everything about story. This is all about the stories you're writing and the stories you are living. I offer life coaching to people that want to create the next chapter of their life with intention. I, I used to be a school teacher, and one of the things that became natural for me was to see life in four, four seasons, basically, because at school, we always taught four quarters, and they kind of went with the seasons. And what I found was that at the beginning of those they were like 12 and a half week time periods. At the beginning of one, 
sometimes it was fun to take on a new goal or focus on a new idea and be intentional about bringing something into being. I liked this idea a lot. So when I started my own business, one thing that really made sense to me was to write programs that work in 90-day cycles. What I have found is that if you commit to something in 90 days, there's actually a lot of science on this, you can make a great transformation in that period of time, and it will catapult you into the remainder of your year and onward because you were so intentional about what you really desired and got some help bringing that vision forward. So I work with people around their real-life stories. And some of these people are creative in the arts. They're writing books and blogs and brands. But some of these people are actually creative in their own life. For example, right now I'm working with a woman who is creating in essence, sort of a new home for herself. I've also been working with a woman that's been creating a coffee table book. It's beautiful. I've been working with a gentleman who is creating a new relationship with his son and all kinds of new things around that. The The idea is that you see There's this upcoming chapter in your life and you really, really want to cross a certain threshold and be in it more consciously. You don't want that time to just sort of pass you by. You want to see something happen. There's also another woman I've been working with who's just about to graduate. And what we did was we created a whole new brand around her business. She was doing this branding model that really kept her locked in, in her field, as she would say, the way everyone else was doing it. We got very, 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 very creative. And she is so excited about the takeoff of her new business. So what is it for you? What is that next thing you want to breathe life into and see happen. It might even be that you just want to get into the backyard and dig it up and create a beautiful garden, but you're not doing it for some reason. And we work with the life skills that bring you into your creative energy. So if that sounds good to you, I would love to hear from you. I try to make this as easy as possible for you to find me so we can connect and have a conversation. That's where it all begins is with a conversation. My best advice is go on over to my website. It's simple. It's called CoachDebbie.com. Debbie is spelled D-E-B-B-Y, CoachDebbie.com. And when you get there, just click on connect. And that just allows you to send me a little note. You tell me your name. You tell me what you've been thinking about creating. I'm the only one who reads it. And I'll be getting in touch with you so we can find a time to either chat on the phone or chat over Zoom if you like to do kind of a face-to-face or if you're in the Seattle area or along the West Coast, I definitely do uh, some traveling to meet up with people face to face. So please think about that. Go over to CoachDebbie.com. Again, that's spelled D-E-B-B-Y. And just let me know that you would like to meet and talk about the next chapter of your life. Now, I was telling you before the break a little bit about this quandary that we writers, we creators get into because we're not taking ourselves on holiday. We just don't seem to feel we have the time. But what I find is that the writers that I work with, when they go on holiday, they come back with all kinds of ahas that happened because they got away 
from their conditioned brain. So what is that conditioned brain? This is that part of your mind that does projects. It's, it's the part of you that you probably relate to a lot of the time. It's that mind that you sent to school and on-the-job training to learn more. It's the part of you that, that thinks learning is good for you, that learning will help you make money. It's the part of you that does make money. It's the part of you that manages your money. It's the part of you that is a, a problem fixer. It's the part of you that seeks how to troubleshoot. It's the part of you that thinks and thinks about your relationships and what to do 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 and what to do. And And it doesn't like to release any of the commando power of doing. It's a big doer. And if you live in the United States of Americano, then you know that we're, we're really into this part of the mind. A little too much, if you ask me. When I traveled to France a long time ago, boy, did I love watching and just being in the energy of this country that relaxes and romanticizes and enjoys life on a scale that at least at that point in my life, in my early 30s, I wasn't doing it. I was in that other part of the mind, the problem-solver, conditioned, educated, learner, constant, go, go, go part of the mind. And I had a big crash right around the age of 40, maybe a little longer, and, and that was because I wasn't letting my mind have a holiday. I wouldn't let my mind do it for two weeks time. I wouldn't do it for two days time. Sometimes I would have days where I couldn't even do it for two hours at a time. And this caused problems everywhere, but definitely in marriage, definitely at the job, definitely with my health, problems everywhere. Before the break, I was telling you about a woman that I've been life coaching and how we designed a, a, a quest, a spiritual quest for her to leave temporarily and take the grief she was feeling towards her departed partner and get the heck out of town and do some things that she's always wanted to do. One thing was she wanted to drive herself to the Southwest, and she lives here in Seattle, and she wanted to go hot air balloon riding. This sounds absolutely terrifying to me, but it sounded wonderful to her. It was something she had been dreaming of doing for a long time, so it was at the top of the list. And because she found a way to make this happen. And she loved it so much. She decided that there were other things up in the air that might be fun too. One thing she decided to do that she had always sworn off was she decided for one day she would go skydiving. And you know they do these partner skydives where a real professional straps themselves to you and cares for you from plane to ground. Now, she's a person who works in uh, a field where uh, this would not be recommended for many reasons that I cannot go into. If she were to tell her employer, uh, I'm going to go skydiving, that that, that would just be a big no. But on this particular day, while she was not in that part of her mind that problem solves, works with her on-the-job training, works with her education, manages all the bills, takes care of the house, deals with her grief, everything else, while she was in this other part of her mind that was basically on holiday, 
basically away, basically offline, pretty much off-grid, really present, really tuned in to that natural state we came here in. We had this when we were little tiny beings, that creative, wandering, discovery place in her said, I want to go skydiving. It had just been in a hot air balloon, something she had always wanted to do. Skydiving had been something she was always terribly afraid of, and it just seemed absolutely irresponsible to her very responsible side of the brain. But she wasn't entertaining that part of the brain when she signed up to go skydiving. She was actually thinking, this person, this trained skydiver teacher person, has given me enough faith that I want to do it. Really, there is risk, definitely, even when you go with a trained professional. But you, you make a decision if you want to wander over there or not. And you don't get more points in life if you do it. And you don't get, you know, minus the amount of points in life if you don't do it. It's just something that either is in your desire or not. But for her, it changed her. It changed her because it brought her once again into this depth of holiday and a new lease on what does safety look like. Safety in that moment, look to her like safety is happening when you trust a pro. That's when it's happening. Things could go wrong. Something could fail. But she felt safe with this pro to the extent that she jumped out of an airplane strapped to his stomach. And it all went well. It was one of the most exhilarating things in her life. But here's the great thing, is she was later that day brought back to thinking about her departed one and realizing that at this stage in the game, this stage in her grief, a lot of her pain was happening because she was replaying in her mind the life that she thought she was going to have as opposed to the life she had been living in Seattle without her departed one since that person's death. Now she was saying, wow, I just jumped out of an airplane. I just did something I never, ever thought I could trust myself to do because I didn't think I could ever trust a professional to offer me the experience and trust that even though there's a chance that everything could go wrong, there's also a great chance that it could be a life-changing event. And she got the latter. And in doing so, she started to see that in recent past months, all that time dealing with the departed one, she needed to grieve, but she also was finding a way to see the end of the tormented part of grieving and how we as, we as humans, we can get locked into this thinking part of our mind that tries to think and think and think our way to a better life. The ahas that she had, the ahas that my writers have, the ahas that sometimes I have had, often comes because I'm either on holiday or I'm in the state of mind of a holiday. I'm away. For some people, it's getting in their kayak. For this gal, it was jumping out of an airplane. For me, (laughs) I honestly experienced this not too long ago when I gave myself 
a really long overdue nap. I was trying to do four hours of sleep a night for several days in a row, and I finally completely just crashed in on myself. I couldn't go one more step. I was I was ugly sad. I was starting to become mean. I didn't really know myself anymore. I was looking into my addictions with cookies. I was really, really going down a rabbit hole. But I was so darn tired. I couldn't say no to a nap. And I fell into this beautiful, wonderful nap that was supposed to only last about 25 minutes because I did have somewhere to go. But it went on for about two hours and 25 minutes. And when I woke up, I woke up to my new mind, that mind that I had as a little girl, that mind that was creative, not the mind that had been trying to do all this stuff, that mind that felt free, not the mind that had been grieving, trying to figure out how to get over it, that mind, my mind was free, just like this woman that I've been coaching. Just like maybe you, maybe you who's been cruising down the Nile, maybe you who has gotten out of town and flown to another continent, maybe you who put your pen down and said, I am not going to sit here for eight hours a day trying to crank out 10,000 words. That's not what I was put here to do. I was put here to write. I was put here to create, but I can't do it from this part of my mind that's so convinced I got to force it out of me. I have to give in to my creativity. I have to give in to that other part of my mind, the mind that goes on holiday, the mind that wakes from a beautiful nap, that mind. It's beautiful. It's present, and it's natural to be with it. How long has it been since you've seen that part of your mind? I'm going to help you get back to it. So will you stick with me? I've got one more break here. I'd love to see your questions. How come you're not sending me your questions? Send them to me, and we'll be right back. Every person with a disability deserves equity in education, employment, and their community. Sherwood Community Services takes pride in serving all people with disabilities and their families since 1957, including in rural areas and non-native English-speaking communities. Sherwood provides service in Snohomish, Skagit, and Island Counties. Sherwood is open for referrals for telehealth and virtual support for children and adults with disabilities. To find out more, visit SherwoodCS.org. Org. Sherwood, believing in abilities. Find our app in the Apple App Store or Google Play Store and take us with you wherever you go. Alternative Talk, AM 1150. Welcome back to Story You Talk Radio. I'm your host, Coach Debbie, and I just want to thank you for spending this time here with me. If you're listening live, we are here at 4 o'clock every Thursday. And I hope you know we offer a replay. That's at 6 a.m. Pacific time for your commute. Or if you are on East Coast time, that's 9 a.m. We're talking today about those book writers that get the heck out of town and get themselves on holiday because they need a break from that over-tuned, thinky mind. They need a break from it. And what they discover while they're on holiday is that there is this natural, present mind. It's always here. It's just that it gets so task-driven and so overloaded with responsibility, so burdened by things that once looked like it was going to be so much fun. I mean, I, I I was talking with a friend the other day. She's the mother of four children. And she said, you know, when I got married and started having kids, I thought that was going to be a blast. <laughs> it's a ton of work. 
And I said, but isn't it a blast too? And she said, yeah, but not enough. And there's no one I can say that to. Is that ever your experience where you feel like the thing that you wanted to create, you've actually turned it into like another big, overwhelming job for yourself? I never want that to be your book. I never want your book to be your next big, overwhelming job for yourself. Or the idea that you're going to maybe move into a new home. Sure, there's all kinds of tasks that go with it. But if it's nothing more than an overwhelming, huge pain in the side, you got to ask yourself, is it, is it worth it to be a homeowner? You need your creative discovering energy. What I find is that we can, any of us can, create a certain nightmare out of what we thought was going to be a dream. When I work with writers, I help them get into their very, very creative place where we begin. And it's not that you're not going to find yourself in those moments of feeling like I I need to hunker down and develop some skill and and get some structure going here and develop my timelines and manage my productivity and figure out what's going to be said where. Sure, you're going to need that part of your brain. But almost daily, you're going to need 20 minutes or more where you really step away and experience that feeling of a bit of a holiday. Just just taking yourself away for that coffee break and really getting away from your shoulders tensing up, your back getting all cramped, your mind cringing in on itself because you don't create a great book from there. There's this presence, there's this wisdom you have around the thing you're writing about. One of the things I like to tell people is that I can help you with just about any topic you want to write about, as long as it doesn't disagree deeply with some of my philosophies where I feel that I might not be the best coach for you, and therefore I would help you find someone else. Um, I'm reminded of this because Tina wrote a short note in today And Tina says, whoa, 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 are you in my mind today? I think I am the person that has been settling into the controller's mind, not having any fun at all. I want to write a true crime book. This goes back to an incident that happened over 20 years ago. I'm wondering if you can help me with that. All right, I just... I'm taking Tina's question because I I don't think she actually sent it in for the show, but I just want to tell you, I get questions like that all the time since I'm, people are saying, you know, since I'm writing on a particular area, do you work in that? So let me just speak to that for a moment. I tend to, even though my writing began with fiction, I love to work with fiction writers Not that many tend to contact me, but if that's you, I would love to hear from you. I tend to hear from people who are deeply creative. So they are musicians, they are chefs, they uh, are photographers. They are creating books that highlight their deep creativity. I tend to also hear from people that know that they had a point in their real life story that was pivotal and they'd like to create a memoir. I love working with that person. And thirdly, I often work with people that are writing self-development and often I help them see how what they're doing is sort of a heroic journey not not too far from the memoir, also often a heroic journey. Um, because when you can see 
a certain format, you can often see the book right in front of you. And I really mean the book. You can see the chapters starting to come to life right in front of you. So self-development, memoir, and fiction tend to be where I do a lot of work. And the memoir is often from people that are deeply creative or have had some uh, form of addiction in their story, and now they are putting words to paper because they're seeing that underneath that addiction was this huge desire to create. Will you give me a second while I take a drink of water? Mm. Thank you. All right, let's talk about this just for a minute. If you have two sides of your brain, and you probably have more, but let's just hang out with these two. And one side is very conditioned to do all the thinking, get all the training, do all the fixing, deal with all the habits, work with all the development, find all the all the defenses and all of that stuff, all of that stuff that we think and think and think about, problem solve away. If we just accept that, yes, that's a part of the brain that we have, and it, it might start its day by having a very good intention, like, I want to be productive today. But that very same side of the brain can find itself later being full of fight or full of flight or full of defense or full of emotion. It's, I want you to think of this as just a, a piece of the pie of your brain. It's often the piece we're most obsessed about. And now, just for a minute, I want you to think as far as you could get from that part of your brain, there's this other part of the brain that is totally on holiday. And this part, she's she's not concerned. She's not worried. She's not overanalyzing. She's not. She's blissful. She might even be asleep. She might be taking a nap. She's that much at peace. So do you see do you see how widely diverse these two parts of the brain are? One is taking care of, one is breaking from all the caretaking. You see that? One is managing One is breaking from all the management. You see those two sides? Now, I want to point something out to you. While you're awake, and I'm going to speak here to the book writers, to the creatives, to those that are used to having a lot on your shoulders. While you are being very, very creative, there's often this tendency to do something right to look good, to come through, to manage it all. You're starting to get into dangerous territory with that. There's this part of you that wants to meet a deadline, maybe even not a deadline you you designed, but one that maybe you agreed to, and it's really scaring you. There's this part of you that is deeply obsessed that the goal must happen. Now, what you're going to find is that this could, right here, right here, where the back is starting to get a little tense, the forehead not happy, right here is where you're going to have a tendency to reach for something. Me, I like a good cookie, all right? That helps me immediately. But I've been on a diet, so cookies are out. You're going to have this tendency to reach for something. And if you don't give it thought, 
your anxiety is going to kick in and what you reach for might not be what you, you need. It might not be in your best interest. For some people, it might be a cigarette. For some people, it, it might be a, a fifth of booze. For some people, it might be disciplinary action to someone who's completely innocent. It can be all sorts of horrible things. This is when the mind has gone from being responsible, task-oriented, trained to fight and flight and scared and anxious, and it's looking for a way to soothe. If you can catch yourself there, and you usually can if you're working with a coach or a therapist or you're married to somebody wonderful or you're at home, arms reach from the hotline, if you can catch yourself there, you have the opportunity to step into just a little holiday uh, for yourself. It might be that you step outside and you go for a walk. It might be that you call your travel agent and say, I want to I wanna holiday this weekend. Might be that you go and you put your kayak in the river and you head out. It might be that you pick up the phone and you call your coach, but it's at that moment where your re- responsible productivity has turned to fear and scary daytime awake nightmares, that's when you've got to reach toward that other part of your brain. You might have forgot about it. You might think it's gone. It's not. It's very available. It's really loving. And even if you can't be like my client that went on a quest for 60 days, got the heck out of town and went in a hot air balloon, you can give yourself a holiday. This will restore you. It will bring you back into loving energy. It will be like the two and a half hour nap I just had. And your daytime nightmares will vanish. If you want to learn more about that, my friends, I have life coaching programs that does this for people. And I would be happy to find out what you are in need of. Reach out to me at coachdebbie.com. That's D-E-B-B-Y dot com. And until next week, namaste, my friends. 